Praise God, man. I'm glad y'all tuned in again this week for session number eight on the spirit of life. I pray this message has been blessing to you, you know, and you've gotten revelation and and uh, starting to learn to walk in the spirit. And so the lesson I want to go through tonight is is to try to help you uh, understand how to walk in the spirit, how to uh, <clears throat> put some practical application to it is basically what's it. I'm just going to show you some practical applications. So I want to encourage you to get a piece of paper and a pen because here in a minute, I want to get into some stuff that you're going to want to write down because it's going to help you remember and be able to learn to, uh, I don't know what you'd want to call it, an exercise, learning to walk in the spirit. So anyway, so let me pray and let's get going here. Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight that, <clears throat> Lord, as people have gathered around the world, they're coming in this night to hear the word of God. They're hungry. I declare they're full of faith. Lord, their hearts are wide open. Lord, tonight is a night that they're going to learn some practical application of the word of God that I believe, Lord, will set them free, that will change their life. And Lord, I just give you praise for it. You're so amazing. God, you're so amazing. And I just thank you for blessing people, touching them, turning lives around tonight. And Lord, just bringing people to a glorious, glorious place with you. And Lord, I give you praise for it in Jesus mighty name. Um, so I want to go to Romans chapter eight, verse 14 for tonight. And just work. We're working our way through Romans. On this next this 14 weeks of. Uh, Training. I'm going to start reading uh, Romans 8, 14 through 17. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit under bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The spirit of God is in what it says. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children. Wow, this is one of the most amazing things. <laughs> if children, then heirs. Wow. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Now, come on. That's too good. That's too good to be able to say <laughs> I'm in the kingdom. I'm in heaven. It's enough to just open up the door and let me squeak, you know, get in sideways into heaven and say, oh, bless God, I made it. I'm just standing by the back door. Praise God, I'm in heaven. That's, that would be glorious. <laughs> but then to say, wait a minute, not only are you a child of God, you get to be an heir. I heard the other day on television that, or not on television, on the radio, and I believe I'm quoting it right. If I'm wrong, you know, send me a letter. Um, but it said that Walmart, the heirs of Walmart, that Walmart, the corporation, Walmart makes $20,000 a second. That's what their revenue is, $20,000 a second. Now, how would you like to be an heir to that? Huh? I mean, you'd just be sitting around drinking coffee and looking at your clocks. <laughs> Man, look at all the money I made this morning. I'm an heir to that fortune. Well, folks, that's... You know, an heir to that fortune, that company and that fortune would be something. But an heir to the kingdom of God? And then not only an heir to the kingdom of God, a joint heir. That's close. A joint heir with Jesus? Come on. Jesus. 
I mean, I get to walk up and say, hey, <laughs> brother, and we're really joint heirs. Right. Again, like I said, I just, I'd be happy to squeak through the door of it shut and stand in the back of heaven saying, glory, I made it. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So this whole series and this whole last few sessions I've been talking about is about being led by the spirit of God. But it's a natural flow. Well, why shouldn't it be a natural flow if you're a child of God and then an heir and then a joint heir? Why shouldn't it be a natural flow for you to be Christ like? That's what it means to be led by the Spirit. It's not this, oh, I got to pray, 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 pray. You don't get to that. God's going to tell me how to do this, and I got to do this, and I got to show this, and I got to go. No, no, no. It's this natural. It's learning how to flow with the power of God that's on the inside of you, the Spirit of life, in a natural way, right? All right. It should be a natural thing to want to be like your Heavenly Father, right? It should just be a natural thing to want to be good, to want to be nice. To want to, it should be a natural flow coming at us. The more you walk in the things of God, then the more Christ-like you become. All right? Now, <laughs> I want you to read over. Y'all got to excuse me tonight because these people's names are something. But go look at Romans chapter 16, verse 1. Here's the end of Paul writing to the, the letter of, uh, to, to the Roman church. And he starts writing this thing, and, and, I, and I, was, I was reading through this. I was just laughing because you don't know these people. And he's, when, you, when you read the other scriptures, you know, and Peter did this, Andrew did that, you know, uh, Barnabas was here, Silas, Mark, you know, you know these names. These names, you don't know them. And Paul makes a special point to address these people. I commend to you. We'll call her Phoebe. I'm not sure that's it, but I doubt it because Phoebe's too Americanized to be what a Greek lady's name was. But anyway, our sister, who is a servant, look at who is a servant of the church at Sensria, and that you may receive her into the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints. Listen to what she's this is woman, Phoebe. Her name probably is like Phoebe or something else like this, but anyway, we'll call her Phoebe. You see what it said? Receive her into the, the receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of. For you, indeed, she has been a helper of many and of myself also. So here's this lady. She's just got a ministry of helps. She's just out helping people. She's just I mean, I don't know what she was doing. The Bible doesn't tell us much about her. OK. My point is, it was a natural flow for this woman just to be a buzz. She got saved. She got born again. She loved Jesus. She just became a natural flow of her life to be a blessing and a minister and help people. It goes on. It says, greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my, for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the, greet the, the church that is in their house. Okay, so they got a house church. Greet my beloved, who's this guy? Epiphanius or something, who is the first fruits of Acacia to Christ. Greet Mary, who's labored much for us. Greet Andronicius and Hunia, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners who are of note among the apostles. What I'm saying to you tonight is do you see these people that you never heard of before? 
They're not written throughout the Gospels. They're not the great apostle Paul, the great apostle people. They were just people who were being led by the Spirit of God because it was their nature. They were born again. They were Christ-like. They went out into the world. They didn't have to have an associate's degree, a master's degree, a, a doctorate degree to go out and be something. They were something because the Spirit of God was on the inside of them. Now, there's nothing wrong. I mean, I have a doctorate degree. There's nothing wrong with getting a doctorate degree. There's nothing wrong with going out and doing those things. That's not what my point is. My point is it was a natural flow coming from them. And that natural flow is what set their course for every day. And they were ordinary people who were extraordinary. That should be the cry of our heart. Lord, I don't want to be ordinary. I want to be supernaturally extraordinary. All right. So hold on just a second. Okay. So I was thinking about this years ago. It was so long ago, the parsonage used to be a double wide trailer house sitting over the corner. And that's where we were living. And uh, one morning, the, the, you know, I was raised in a Methodist church. And so we always had responsive readings where you turn to the back of the hymnal. And there was a, you know, deal on the preacher read part and the congregation said part and all this. And I grew up like that. And one morning I, I was joking with the Lord. And I said, Lord, we ought to get a responsive reading. I was just making fun, joking. And he said, I'll give you one right now. Get your pen and write it down. I was like, okay. And the very first thing that it was, and I had to put my glasses on because the print's so small as to see it, is this one that I wrote, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, one of a kind, uniquely designed for a purpose that only I can fulfill. Created in the image of my God by my God in my mother's womb. I am so loved by my God that he sent his only son to save me. I'm designed for victory. I'm destined for greatness. My God is in control of my life. Therefore, nothing is impossible for me. So I, I wrote it down and I came over here. Now, this is how, old, how long ago it was supposed to go. used to. We didn't have the projector screens. We didn't have TVs. We didn't have these lights. We had a, what do you call that thing? That you put the paper down on and it shot the image up on the wall. Uh, Overhead projector, yeah. Not an overhead projector. Or was it an overhead projector where, you, where it was sitting in front of you like a box and a light was under it and you put the, the print on top of it? And it, yeah, okay. So that's what it was an overhead projector. That's how you did it. So I had to run over to the office, I had to get somebody to print this thing out. And we, we brought this as our first Living Waters Church response reading. And I put it up and I did it. And it didn't seem to go over very well. It didn't seem like nobody even really cared about it, you know, whatever. I was just like, well, that didn't, that was a, I know I heard God. That's a, Bummer. And so anyway, <clears throat> I said, oh, well, it was fun. I like it. So I wrote the thing down. I kept it. And then I had some of these little cards printed up. And so then I went up into Arkansas where I was going through my uh, getting my Bible school degree. And I was asked to preach in this church. And I had some of these and I passed them out, you know, tried it again, stick it out there and see if anybody liked it. And so then nothing happened. And so... <laughs> I was getting kind of discouraged that I'd really miss God. So a year goes by and I'm back up there and I go back to the same church preaching. And as soon as again, this woman runs up to me and she said, I've just got to tell you, you know, that 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 card that you had. And I was like, what? what are we talking about? And she said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I said, oh, yeah, I remember that. And she said, from the day you preached it, I've taken it every day. I've looked in the mirror and, 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 and I've confessed that in the mirror to myself every day. I've confessed that. And she said, I am totally, completely changed. I, my whole life is changed because of what that says. I believe that what that says is true. God has changed me. He's touched my heart, delivered me from all these hurts. And, and I've just gotten deliverance and I'm just in victory. And I'm just, I was just like, wow, it worked. 
I was so excited. It worked. I got one, but man, my God, it worked. And so, so ever since that day, I've always been a person who's been a big confessor. I've been, I, I love to write these things up. I love to put the scriptures and twist them all up and, and, and put them in there and make a confession out of it. And so I've always been big on that. So it's changed my life. It's caused me and called me to walk in the spirit of God because of the confession coming out of my mouth. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm one of a kind. I'm uniquely designed for an image that only you know, I can fulfill. I'm destined for victory. And I say these things out of my mouth, and it's literally silenced the enemy, silenced so many things in my life that, that come to attack me, okay? And, you know, you can get the Waterhole app. You can go in there. I've got a whole bunch of them in there. I'm doing them all, more all the time. So if you're wanting this tonight, you're saying, oh, I wish I had that card. Well, go to the Waterhole app. Pull it in there. Under Confessions, you'll find it. But anyway, I want you to go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Colossians 1, 9. It's going to be 9 through 15. For this reason also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increased in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy and giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love and whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now, a while back, I was, <clears throat> I was reading that in my daily reading in the morning. I came across it and I was reading it. And when I read it, it was just like I saw this thing chopped up. I'm reading the verses. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. And I started writing this thing down. I was like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just saw it in a different light than I'd ever seen before. And so I started and I made a confession out of it. And it's a little strange. And so I'm going to share it with you tonight because it's really helped me in, in, in all that's going on in the world to keep my mind straight and to walk in the spirit. So you need a practical application. I've taught you in the last three sessions on how to be led by the spirit. So this is the what you do. This is a practical application. This is what you need to write down. OK, so out of that. I, I wrote down, I want to be. Okay, that's my heading. I want to be, number one, filled with the knowledge of his will. So as I'm sitting there in the morning and I'm reading this, I actually, I can even show you the, looks pretty bad. But this is what I wrote it on, the back of one of my little trifolds that I use all the time when I put my scriptures down that I'm uh, reading in my daily reading. And I just started writing, I just wrote it back up and just started jotting it down. The first thing is, is what I want to be. I want to be. It's a confession. It's a declaration. I want to be filled with the knowledge of his will. I don't want the goofy information. I don't want the this, that or the other. I want to be filled with the knowledge of your will. OK, second one. And all wisdom. Now, James 1 and 5 says that if a man lacks godly wisdom, let him ask, right? And he'd be filled with godly wisdom, right? 
So all you got to do is ask for godly wisdom. But I said, I want all wisdom. I want the wisdom of God. I want to walk as, in, as a pastor. I want to have the wisdom of God. You know, a lot of times we think, ah, oh, preachers, they got the easiest job in the world because all they got to do is show up on Sunday, preach a message, entertain the folks, do the dog and pony show, show up on a Wednesday. You know, a lot of churches don't even have Wednesday night service and just, you know, go through and do this. And the life, no, no, no. Being a pastor, I have so much more because just like the apostle Paul says, not only does the burden of the church come upon me daily, but all the things we're doing in the missions and world and things going on and wanting to reach out and wanting to see people saved. My heart grieves for people that are lost, people that don't know Jesus, things that were taking place. And so I need wisdom to know how to handle it because I'm not smart enough. You guys going to college, you need wisdom to understand how to, how to, to, to do it. What classes are you supposed to be taking? Where are you supposed to go? Where are you supposed to be? Because you need the wisdom of God because it's going to keep you out of trouble in what, what in your natural reasoning might look good. The wisdom of God may say, ah, don't do that. Do this. Number three is what I want to be. I want to be filled with all spiritual understanding. And now it when you read through Colossians there, he, he chopped it up. He says, be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. He made it three things. Sounds like it's one thing, but it's not. A spiritual understanding. Okay? What demon's trying to manipulate me? What person's trying to manipulate me? What demon's trying to manipulate me through a person? What event, what, you know, thing going on is trying to manipulate me or whatever. I want all spiritual understanding about everything going on. I want spiritual understanding about what I need to do in order to walk in victory. Okay? So what I'm saying is when you sit down in the morning and you start praying and you start going over this, you start, this, this is causing your spirit to keep you to be led in the spirit. I'm giving you a practical application is this is what keeps you on track because what do we want? We want our feet to be on solid ground, right? We want to be on smooth paths, not rough, rocky paths right? Slippery ones. This is what, what it does to keep you led by the Spirit. Now, here we go. This is the, the next portion, okay? First one is what I want to be. The second portion is, I just wrote it down like this, that you may, that you may, M-A-Y, that you may, number one, walk worthy of Him. I don't want to be filled with all the spiritual wisdom and knowledge and understanding so I can be a smart aleck, that I can be arrogant, that I can be the smartest preacher there ever was. I want to be filled with it so that I can walk worthy of him. All right. Number two, fully pleasing. Now, that's almost like be anxious for nothing <laughs> to know that you're walking worthy, fully pleasing because we're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. Right. OK, but this is what my desire is. This is what I set my focus on. This is what, when, when, I, when I taught the message two times ago, when I, I said, you've got to seek those things above. This is what you're seeking. This is a practical application of what you want to seek. So walk worthy of him. Number two, fully pleasing. Number three, being fruitful in every good work. You know, I don't need to have busy work, Right? And a lot of times busy work can even be emotional energy you're wasting on something. I want things to bear fruit. <clears throat> I want it to bear fruit. I don't want to, man, I don't need, I don't want accolades or anything like that of, man, I want to know that I'm bearing fruit in life, that what I'm doing is worthy of 
of, of Jesus. And then the fourth one here in this section of what that you may be increased in the knowledge of God. I'm so amazed at how I was saved in 1985. I think that's 35 or 36 years ago. That how in 35 or 36 years of reading my Bible till I've worn Bible after Bible after Bible out, that I'm still amazed that every, every day there's something else I can learn about God that I didn't understand, I didn't know. Blows my mind that there's no end to the knowledge of God. Okay, now this is the third segment. How? I just wrote it down and said, how? Okay, so the first one was, I want to be. The second was, that I may, or that you may, walk worthy of him. And then the third one is, how am I going to do it? Because I, if you're being led by the Spirit, then you have to do it by the Spirit. Because now if you're going to put this into works, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get religious. If you sit down and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. On Monday morning, I'm going to fast. <clears throat> and then Tuesday, I'm going to, you know, spend three hours reading my Bible. Uh, Wednesday, I'm going to spend you know, three hours on my knees in prayer. And you, you put these things like this, if it's just all fought up out of your head, it's not an unction from the Spirit of God. If it's not something that the Spirit of God is leading you to do, then it just becomes works. You're doing those works to try to make you feel good before God. And folks, there's no profit in that. There's no profit in that. There's no fruit in that. So how are you going to do this? Okay, number one. He said, you've got to be strengthened with might. Now, where's might come from? Not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit. The only way you're going to be able to do this is be strengthened with might. That Spirit of God on the inside of you has to give you supernatural spiritual strength. The second one, you're not going to like, but it's there. The second one is patience. But patience doesn't mean being a doormat while you're getting walked on, patience means that you have endurance to continue to move forward in a godly manner. Okay? Then the third one is, kind of goes along with that, it says long-suffering. Now, you know, I love it. One night a guy came up to give a testimony Years and years and years ago here at the church. And he says, he was going through the fruit of the Spirit. And he says, I have this long suffering. Oh, pastor, I have been suffering long. I have long suffering. That's not what long suffering means. I just let him go on. I enjoyed it. But long suffering means, listen, a slowness to avenge wrong. What it means in that text right there in Colossians. A slowness to avenge wrong. So how am I going to do this? I'm going to be strengthened of might. I'm going to continue to endure. I'm going to have patience. I am going to have long suffering. And then the fourth one is I'm going to have joy. That's what he said to the church at Colossae. So you're going to have joy. You're going to have joy. Now, the fifth one I love. <coughs> Excuse me. The fifth one. How am I going to do it? Because I'm qualified. Now, when you first think of that, you think, what do you mean, pastor, you're qualified? How did you get to be qualified? The day I was born again. The day I got born again, I got qualified. That means equipped with adequate power for my duties. Now, I've thought about this. 
I guess if I'm not doing my duties, if I've gotten over into somebody else's duties, well, then I guess I'm not qualified. I'm not equipped with the adequate power to do it. But if I'm doing what God called me to do, then I have adequate power to go forth and to do it. Okay? So let me back up one more time. I want to be filled, right? So that you may walk worthy. How am I going to do it? I'm going to be strengthened with might. And why am I going to do it? The last one is because. I just wrote down because. Why am I going to do this? Because. Number one, he delivered me from the power of darkness. My gosh, folks. When you're born again, Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life. You've been delivered from the power of darkness. The devil does not have hold of it. It is not a battle going on, an ongoing battle. Listen, Jesus won. The victory is his. We've won. We're in Christ. That We have been delivered from the power of darkness. Number two, because my sins are forgiven. The forgiveness of sins. How can I do this? Because I'm strengthened with might. Because... I'm strengthened with might. I'm walking in the power. I'm filled with the knowledge. I'm doing all these things. I'm fruitful in every good work because he delivered me from the power of darkness and he's forgiven me of my sins. Folks, we don't understand holiness and what holiness really looks like because we're looking at our outward appearance, but we don't understand what the born again spirit of God on the inside of us really looks like. The real me. Man, we get to heaven. Y'all ain't going to find me. You're not going to find me till I till you hear my voice. You're going to be looking around and say, where is that little short preacher over there? I ain't going to be nowhere around. I mean, nine foot tall and bulletproof. They're going to say, well, who is that? And then I'll say something. Hey, guys. And y'all say, hi, pastor. <clears throat> but we don't understand it. Okay? We don't understand it. But we've been delivered from the power of darkness, and we have forgiveness of sins, the greatest things in the world, which brings me to the last one of this confession. Okay, so let me go back up here to the scripture because I want us to read this. It says, the last uh, verse there says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He is the image of the invisible God, right? When I said that, okay, he's because he's delivering me, I can do all of this because he's delivering from the power of darkness, because I have forgiveness of sin, and the number third one was because the stamp of God's on my life. He said, I'm the firstborn. I'm the image of God. Now, think about this. Now, <laughs> you know how you get something? Look at the bottom and say, ah, made in China. Right? Or you get something and say, ah, made in the USA. How about when you look on the bottom of you, what does it say? Stamp of God made by God. So, I'm going to be able to do all of these things because I'm delivered from the power of darkness. I have forgiveness of all of my sins. And I have the, the stamp of God on my life saying, he's mine. I created him. If you got that, well, then you can do all the rest. Now, I gave you this tonight as just a, 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 a practical application. This is just something that I do in my life to keep me on track, to keep me walking in the spirit of God. You're not going to walk in the spirit of God if you're not confessing and, 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 and declaring what God's done for you. You've got to have this rotating, rotating, rotating. I keep saying rotating. It's not the word I'm looking for, but rotating out of you. I'll use it. Rolling out of you. That's the word I was looking for. You got to have this confession rolling out of you all the time. Not rotating. You can rotate it, but it's got to come rolling out of you all the time. 
Because this is what this is what keeps your antennas in the right way because we're getting all the fire darts are coming. Everything's happening and we've got to stay on track. So you get something like this. Amen. And you speak it, you walk in it. And then you know what? You get victory. And that's what it's all about. Amen. So I want to pray for you tonight. I just want to pray that that this will help you and get on track and that you will find the blessings of God on it all. Amen. So let me pray. Father, I just declare tonight that, Lord, man, I just praise you that we have been delivered from the power of darkness. We've been translated in the kingdom, of the son of your love. I declare, Lord God, that we're going to walk in the strength of your might. We're going to walk with endurance. We're going to walk with long suffering, Lord, and that you are the one that has qualified us, equipped us with adequate power for every duty that we have. And Lord, we're going to do all of this in joy. Because you've delivered us, you've forgiven us of our sins and the stamp of God's on our life. So, Lord, I praise you for it. I just declare tonight that anyone that is hindered. Anyone that's stopped on their walk, Lord, that tonight you arrest their faith and you bring them to that place of walking with you. I pray this confession tonight, this this little roadmap helps them to stay on track, following and being led by the spirit of God. And that, Lord, it opens up to them to understand that it's a natural flow from our life because we've been born again to serve you. So, Lord, bless them this night. Lord, bless their finances, bless their business. Lord, bless their giving. And, Lord, we just give you all the praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.